Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. It's kind of funny to uh, hear y'all um, <laughs> not know who was supposed to say it last week. <laughs> like, well, whatever. We'll just... Eh, somebody. It'll be fun. We're... we're or or we're, the... Well, I ended it also and didn't yeah. catch it by saying be blessed because that's what I think you say at the end. But you don't say that. You say, say be, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Yeah. And then or was, we're ho- we hope you're encouraged yeah, hope you're or encouraged. something like that. It's one of those hard things because I said that one time really mean like meaning it yeah heartfelt but i did have that moment of like oh gosh am i that guy that's just telling people to be encouraged like be warm and be fed, be fed. And then, <laughs> yeah not i mean i hope not i i yeah. did not mean it that way so if if for some reason i am being that person to you then please tell me so i can stop saying that but well and it was like the week that we were trying to reference the sign you know which sign says yeah as your child you know again like yeah. it's not like i've not sat here every week and done this right. over a hundred times and then can't think in the moment. What does he say at the end? Wait, what, what, what are we? No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, that's just, I mean, honestly, Brains are funny. The only reason I say, Hey there, welcome to the in-between is because all I want to do every time we do this is say something like good morning or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then the I'm like, indicate the time. Nobody is, nobody knows. Nobody knows when everybody's listening to this. It's, it's just podcasts are weird, man. Yeah. If y'all want to hear a really sharply run podcast, you need to listen to the other one. Um, the other one we're doing? doing? Wow. Um, because Colson like edits that thing. Oh, okay, And he's cool. got like this intro that like is super slick sounding. And how many are there now? Uh, I think there's four, five. And they're actually being released. Because that was the thing is y'all started yes. recording them. Bef- it wasn't like yeah. record and release like we do on this one. No. But it's so it's very much it. like um, they they'll actually record two or three episodes, quote unquote, at a mm-hmm. time, and then Colson goes back and edits, edits them, them and makes them sound all slick and make sure that nobody's you know humming and hawing over their words like we do in this one. It's it's really nice, and I try not to be um, jealous, I guess. <laughs> Of it because I was like, I was here first, man. <laughs> and that one's gonna like explode and That's everybody's gonna for. listen to the reconstructed faith. Yeah. Um, or reconstructed faith. It's not the reconstructed faith. This is the in between. They're not the reconstructed <laughs> faith. Uh, welcome welcome to South Springs Baptist Church. <laughs> as yep. some people like to say. Um Okay, I was asked so th- what were the other two? We got down to three. And I only names? remember one. Yeah. Like we had 97 names. Yeah. And then by South, the time the government ruled out, yeah. we were down to three. Yeah. And, and I actually remember, two of them got, um, not two of them. One of them got um, ruled out because of whoever had the closest name to it or whatever was really against us using it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we said, and I don't remember which one. Didn't do it. Yeah. So South Bridge was one of them. Um, and I think the other one still had South in the name, but I can't remember what it was. See, and that's what I had it backwards. Or, yeah, I was remembering the Bridge Baptist and the then bridge. another something South, South something. And I oh, can't okay. remember. Well, maybe it was. I, it's been four years we'll now. have to ask the archivist. Yeah, right? Those of you that don't know, um, part of our uh, planning, I guess, in inside of this is they were – there's a few things that are written into our bylaws. One of them um, is is an evaluation team um, every th- three three years, um, and then 
on the fourth year and every five years or every four years, I can't remember. Um, there's We're actually supposed to hire, and I'm putting that in quotes, um, a historian to kind of uh, make sure that we don't mm-hmm. lose big, big milestones that are happening, which I love um, because there's um, – there's just like we forget really easily everything yeah. that happens. We're and actually here. We are on staff, and we can't yeah, we can't even remember. Um, but we were also in the midst of some <laughs> high stress situations in the middle of that. Um, where I was, Paul may have been completely fine with it, but that's kind of the way that we, that works. Which reminds me about something that I want to talk about about last episode that I wasn't here for, um, but. Uh, Ebenezer's are really important. And right now as a staff, um, we, during our staff meeting, we always have a question that we answer. We've probably talked about this before at some point, but the question right now is, um, asking about when, when have you seen a miracle in your Mm -hmm. life? And as people are like talking about these miracles, um, which number one, we need to get everybody to write these down. Just saying. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, as, as people are going through these, I keep thinking like, I am so bad at remembering these things as they happen. I, I mean, after they happen, like I, there's that, there's that life changing moment or that moment where you're like, Oh, I've seen God move in this specific way. And then like a year later or four years later, you're yeah. like, I can't remember. I know there was something big. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I'm, I, I really believe that we need, you need to find a way to do Ebenezer's in your life. The way that Lori and I have done it is a calendar, um, and that's not the best way or anything like that. But you need something that you're going to come across um, on a regular basis. And so now I have, as a calendar, like I have a Google calendar that's called Ebenezer, and I, I put dates in it of when things happen. Um, and then when I, when, when I get those every year reminder that on this day, it just reminded me a lot of how the Israelites would have stacks of stones. That's what an Ebenezer is stacks of stones. And they're like, when you walk by this place and your kids ask you, what is that stack of stones? You can tell them what God did at that stack of stones. And so that's a, um, we just, we have to have something like that or we just forget really easily. Um, I don't remember why that reminded me of last episode. Um, whenever y'all were talking about the, um, feeling things or uh, thinking things yeah. about the, like whether or not the rejoicing is a, is a feeling thing or a thinking thing. But it was, the whole time I was like, man, I wish I'd been there to say like, <laughs> I, I, I have to feel it. Yeah. you do. Um, or, or I don't like, it doesn't motivate me at all. And it's not like, I don't believe just because you feel or don't feel something that that makes you authentic or anything like that. That's total crap. But it does have a lot in my mind to do with the motivation. Like if I'm going to be motivated to do it, I've I've almost got to psych myself up in mm-hmm. it. Um, and so that rejoicing, I think, was a lot of that. Like, which I didn't completely understand the the delineation between the predisposition and the feeling, because that that predisposition almost felt like like a natural thing to me, which isn't a feeling and in my mind also isn't thinking because the thinking is reasoning your way there and the feeling or the, you know, uh, motivating yourself into feeling a certain way or whatever that 
I don't know. I was just having a hard time with that, but yeah, maybe we can come back to that some other time. Yeah. Or, or again, it's kind of also like the same thing, like the blessed miracles and, um, uh, the, that the Lord uses even kind of on his sermon on the Mount and, you know, he lists mm-hmm. through all the different things of blessedness. Yeah. Um, and that true probably, probably is more of a, ironically, like has a state of a feeling, a yeah. reoccurring one. Um, it's interesting how language can de- delineate a little bit of like, what is a, what it, what can't, what is happening that mm-hmm. can happen and is expected to repeat itself. Yeah. But yet is still, it's not the definite, it has happened and will always be in a solid state yeah. for the rest of the time. And that's what was interesting this last time of looking at rejoice much more as this like identity statement. It's happened and now it's, it, it's continually in existence. It's not. Oh yeah, it, it happened just like our feelings do, and then they'll happen again, mm-hmm. and they won't happen, and then they'll happen. Like this was much more of a because of the suffering of Christ, this has been earned for you mm. and given to you. So that's where I think, yeah, the identity of it, kind of the state of it, comes into it a little bit differently. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's good. Always good to get some, you know, clarification uh, that me as a listener got to come in here and and ask as a as a question. <laughs> if you haven't picked up, it's just me and Paul today. Chris Kincaid is in the room with us, although he really doesn't want me to say that. Um, but Colson is in He's Colorado. He's the responsible adult. Yeah. Chris is the responsible adult. He will definitely wave hands at us if we're doing something wrong. Um, but Colson's in Colorado, so we're not going to speak of him ever again. Um, <laughs> and uh, Chris just taking a day off, which is yep. awesome. Um, Chris is also not going to be preaching this Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's... This was the plan going, uh, at least the plan, not the timing, but yeah. the plan from when we even started the book. Yeah. It was the very first thing he did when we started kind of knowing we were going to preach in First Peter was yeah. reached out to three. More than three. More than three, at least. But yeah. we got three responses. Mm-hmm. At least three responses. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dennison was scheduling issue yeah, at a he, scheduling he would issue. have done last week yeah um and then now dr bob Livesay mm-hmm. picked and again and chris offered it as the invitation just hey pick a passage yeah what you your, want to what's do the passage that you want and to then do. it was funny that they all picked the ones very back to yeah, yeah back to back and at the end yeah i think dr dennison was at the end of four and then um paul or not paul bob Livesay um picked five one through five, five. yep and dad picked, my dad picked uh, five, six through, I guess, 11 or something like mm-hmm. that, um, which I was completely, I did not expect that at all. Because I, I thought he was going to do four. Um, I, I, the one he, I he quoted to you guys yeah, all, all the, the time. time. I, to... I mean, four, seven through uh, um, 11, I guess, would would have been the passage that I would have expected him to do. Because, I it's mean, the love covers above, a multitude. Above all, keep loving yeah. each other or love each other. Uh, deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. I cannot tell you how many times I heard that growing up um, because it's a good family verse. Yep. We got to forgive each other and love each other deeply or it's just miserable. <laughs> yeah. But again, even when we were chatting right before we got on, just kind of the concept about your dad stepping in and about Dr. Livesay stepping in Again, it goes back to those quick reminders that Chris is so, so good with keeping kind of on the forefront of our congregation's mind. It's mm-hmm. like they are, we, we truly are blessed 
yes. in, in this church to have so many faithful Bible teachers, mm-hmm. ex-pastors or former pastors, and and yeah, really just kind of people who take the word seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to have so many of that. And so kind of, as Chris would say, the depth of the bullpen um, is is really, really deep. And, and that that's just a neat thing to get to experience as a culture. Absolutely. And I would say to that, it's kind of a, I think our congregation has that as a culture. And this is then to credit the congregation because there's not necessarily, that's not always the place, especially in Baptist polity mm-hmm. and in churches where it's kind of like, no, I, I, I tithe to see my, my pastor 51 of the 52, you know, weeks out of the year, he needs to be bringing it or, you know, I'm not content, but you know, we uh, pay him less the weeks that he doesn't preach. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so that's that, not, if you, if you think I'm joking, <laughs> that's, that's a real thing. Um, in some other places, but gratefully it's not here. Yeah, not here. And, and I fact, think some of it is influenced by, by that, by the, by the fact that there are so many, yeah, you know, good, knowledgeable Bible teachers here and amongst them that they're, that yeah. it's kind of like, oh, it's still within the family yeah. and it's still a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. But even, even if, if, if we're having to, uh, having to, if, even if we have pastors that were, um, grabbing from, oh, Matt Lance also was, uh. Um, one of the guys that he reached out to, and he yep. picked the uh, passage that he did this summer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but even if we're having to, or even if we um, end up asking other people that aren't in our church, it's actually um, a mandate um, because of our culture and because of the desire there for. Uh, from the leadership board for Chris to do this. And that's another right. huge like blessing mm-hmm. that, that they don't see it as something that it's not the pulpit is a part of his job. It's not, uh, it's not even the everyday part of his job, Yep, which is nice. And I always like to take the opportunity because he doesn't take the opportunity himself right. for a good reason. Um, but to compliment Chris leg on that too, because yeah. that's also uh, not again, I hate to use the word norm or normal because what is normal, but, mm-hmm. um, but I would say that there are far probably too many pastors who see that pulpit as their pulpit. You've heard some what they need pretty to, big horror stories about that. Mm-hmm. But recently. the fact that even Chris has the humility yeah. to share it, the desire to share it, yeah. the desire to sit under other people's teaching. You mean you mean he's not the brand of South Spring Baptist <laughs> right. Church? That's right. He's not. He's not what we're selling. I and I more than anything else, I think it. I, if I was to evaluate, and again, just yeah. as a guess, I think it comes down to Chris's just security. Yeah, that he's not insecure. Yeah, um, I think that probably is the root of when I hear probably more on the other side. Yeah, when somebody's not sharing it. It comes out of a place of insecurity. Yeah. Um, if somebody else does it better, they're going to want him yeah, to do it all the time. him to do it all the time, or he'll show me up, or... Yeah. Yeah. And I really do happen. appreciate that about Chris as well, that he is not... And he leads us that way. He's not insecure about me leading worship or you, um, you know, leading facilities or the executive branch of the mm-hmm. um, church or anything like that, because he's trusts people that he hires and trusts other people that yeah. he listens to and... I think that's fantastic. And it is a great example of first Peter five, um, five, five, five. Yeah. Cause the end of it. So in this one, we're again, we're going to make a little bit of a shift because when this ends, yeah, 
um, Peter gets a lot more pragmatic and it's almost like he's now got the people in mind who he's hurt. Everybody needs to hear this, yeah. but then there's some specific like addresses yeah. to some certain people he wants them to hear. I was thinking five, two, but five, five works too. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking, clothe yourselves, all of you with yeah, humility. Absolutely. Because certainly here in this shift, he's going to talk to these overseers, mm-hmm. these shepherds. Um, and then he's going to address in five, those who are younger to be subject to the elders. Yeah. Um, but then for everybody, it's clothe, clothe yourselves, all, all of you, you with humi- humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Yeah. Um, Another verse that dad said to me all the time. Yeah. And it's just five, five, five B. He didn't, yeah, he didn't yeah. say the rest of it. He said <laughs> he, he five, wasn't, five B. He <laughs> wasn't saying, he, he wasn't touting. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the word in ESV? Not touting. Under compulsion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he has, but willingly. So he was leaving off A and just yeah. telling you the message of B. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Hey, uh, just just in case you're <laughs> thinking you're something, God opposes the proud, yeah, but gives grace to the humble. And um, I and I think Peter starts this ironically with an, an a step of humility, yeah, um, because he says, you know, in the beginning you'd think like if any of this could sound like Peter being proud and telling somebody else something of what they need to be doing, you mm-hmm. know, so I exhort you, elders among you. Um, as a fellow elder, but I think he says that as a fellow elder, someone, not someone in the same boat as you, yep. somebody who understands you, somebody who's doing that. He's not saying I'm an apostle. Thus you need to obey me. Right. Which as the apostolic tradition, that would, it wouldn't be inappropriate if he would. I mean, Paul yeah. does it. Um, but he, he actually is not taking the title or claim of the higher position in the church yeah. instead saying, nope, just like one of you guys, I'm here with you. And I think that's a lot of that has to do with the security of it as well. And part of the reason that I think Paul does say that he's an apostle is there were plenty of people saying that Paul wasn't an apostle, right? There were people saying that he didn't deserve that title, that he wasn't actually that. And Peter's like, I don't need to do that. Like Mm -hmm. a fellow elder, a witness of the sufferings of Christ. I mean, holy cow. Um, And this, this, and a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Like that's powerful. Yeah. And this, this word that's translated ESV does say witnesses here, mm-hmm. um, Martis, which is actually, ha- it's not just that he is observing something. Mm. Um, it is this shared state in. It, yeah. it really is that he has shared in Christ's sufferings. That's and, cool. And like yeah. that's, that, it, that's, that's definitely a good check because I don't think reading it in the ESV is just a witness. I would, I I read it just as someone who who watched, who watched while Jesus yeah. suffered, which he did, yeah, which again uh, is appropriate to an but, extent, mm-hmm. but um, but actually no, participating uses in, like, mm-hmm. which makes sense of then why why he can't he's not la- he's not stating that then as again something to boast him up, mm-hmm. but I think he's stating that only then to turn around and give God glory because that's what he yeah. says now as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this again is the encouragement to these elders among, among you. And then ultimately all, all elders in extension as God's word. Um, But I think he's saying, yeah, nope. As a fellow shepherder, somebody who's partook in Jesus's sufferings and partakes in his glory. This is the same that is given to you. You now have the sufferings, but take comfort you will partake of the same glory. Yeah, and I think both of these things, it's it's interesting 
again, remember that uh, subheadings, chapters, verses, none of that was there um, whenever Paul or Paul. Whenever Peter wrote, Chris this. did that Sunday. Yeah, Chris did that this. No, uh, he didn't. He did. He no, oh, he twice. Did. Yeah, yeah. He said it's like Paul's saying here, and I'll, again, it's like every time I hear my own name, of course, it's like what? Wait, what? What, what did I say? I, I took a I took a course in my undergrad on the letters of Paul. Yeah, and it was the probably the class I paid attention to the most, Doctor Randy just Richards. Keep saying your because name because it's like <laughs> I don't know if he's talking to me or <laughs> calling me, and I'm ignoring him or whatever. Oh my gosh! But no, he he said twice and. Uh, that he was meant to say Peter, and he ended up saying Paul. Yeah, so I you're in a, a good company. Life and lit of Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, but so when uh, when he's talking about this at the beginning, um, so I exhort you, elders among you, um, as a fellow elder, a witness, of, um, and I would say a bearer. Um, uh, I don't know if bearer is right, but like you say, a participant in the sufferings of Christ mm-hmm. um, in, in a experiential way, in a big way, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Those two things, um, number one, suffering with Christ and partaking in his glory that is going to be revealed, like you're talking about suffering and you're talking about uh I guess having a, a good, um, an understanding of where the blessing comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, but those, those two things should eliminate, not should eliminate, would be good tools to eliminate pride in your life. Yeah. Um, and you know, that partaker in the glory, um, in the glory that is to be revealed, you were talking about, um, insecurities before Mm -hmm. like if you know what the end of the story is and that it's not dependent on you like it that seems like something that we could could very easily erase some insecurities for a lot of us yeah and that's exactly what chris was mentioning last podcast when you were saying at the end 19 um, because again like you said this is supposed to be coming together and so we're we're not like okay great 19's over new thought next things i mean it's even starting so Meaning because, yeah, because of this, of the, I'm going to be... Yeah. Which 19 started with therefore. I mean, right. it's just it's like... It's just a constant building. Yeah. But the idea that therefore let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. Um, one, I think it's fascinating that this is the only time that that combination, faithful creator, happens in the New Testament. Mm. Peter is the only one to put the creator title on God as a faithful title and I think it's that. I think it's because it's mm. this is the plan the from whole the time. beginning. From the beginning, this is the plan. Mm. It's not, oops, you guys mess this up. I got to send my son. It's not, oop, I sent my son. And then now you guys are just, you wow, accidentally killed you, him. You, you, that messed up. That wasn't what I was thinking. Now I got to do something. You were else supposed now. to just follow him. Yeah. From the beginning, this is the plan. And then again, <laughs> uh, this natural transition of like, so if we can if we can see suffering as God's plan for us from the beginning, because it was his plan for himself, his mm-hmm. son from the beginning, then why wouldn't we, why would we choose to entrust our souls to anybody else mm. but him? And this notion of entrusting souls, I think then it should be the, should exactly be the, the ears tingling or the hair on the back of your neck for anybody who's an elder or a shepherder. That if you think as a shepherd or of people, if you're not realizing that you have a, a big responsibility mm-hmm. of somebody entrusting their soul 
under your care, then you're not really understanding eldership probably right. And yeah. so this, I think, makes total clear of like our yeah. command is to do this for God, and God has gifted us with people here who he has put his spiritual gift of eldership upon mm-hmm. whom we can experience as a vessel, God's blessing through them. Yeah. And so this is their tie. Thus then when you get down to where I think I probably more am those who are younger. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and at least any opportunity to remind Chris of that, um, <laughs> those as, yeah, as you're an elder yet, for sure. As then yet again, I met somebody at the Highland games and in talking with them, they're like, Oh, you're the pastor's son, aren't you? Uh, and I was like, I'll take that. Thank you. Because <laughs> he's that old. He's, he's that old, and we're both redheaded, I so I'm to, the pastor's yeah, son. I'm the pastor's son. Oh, my and gosh. I like, no, I just awesome. work for him. But uh, but again, I think this this yeah. idea of like this, this encouragement, be subject to elders, because, again, when you talk about submission or mm-hmm. subjugation or any of kind of the things of, of how much our culture has shifted in that, treatment and it doesn't sound like it's a it sounds like it's a, a reproachful word it sounds like it's not a, a blessing hardship right and yeah. and i think that's erroneous because i mean here peter clearly is meaning this of well yeah if if they're if they're rightly responding to god with what they have been given and we're rightly responding to god with what he's offering us then why, why wouldn't we right. why wouldn't we put ourselves in un, under this again leadership being subject to them as then we all have, of course, this idea of humility towards one another, that it's not because I'm lesser, they're greater, because I think I should be greater and, and they're too great. No, it's because mm-hmm. we all we all just see, I think, the part of if if we are to say my present suffering has outweighed Christ's, mm. then I think we're of course just getting it getting it completely really backwards. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean my mind immediately goes to if if you're thinking Oh, well, that's like we're younger, so we're not, we're the younger ones, and all we have to uh, worry about is being subject to the elders and whatever. <laughs> uh, number one, you're still supposed to clothe yourself with humility because that's everybody, not yeah, all of you. But uh, number two, uh, if you're younger than, I don't know, like Chris and Lance and Bobby Hicks, <laughs> um, you might still be a parent. Yep, that's right. And there, we're supposed to shepherd our kids in the same way. And, um, uh, Dr. Constable, in his commentary on this, makes that conclusion. He's like, since one of the husband's primary role mm-hmm. is the shepherd of his family, it is worthwhile to read verses 2 and 3 from this perspective. A husband should shepherd his family flock by caring for their needs. Mm-hmm. He should consider this, and this is the three points he brings out. So it'll be interesting what Bob you know, illuminates on. Mm. Um, but this is a privilege. This is where he's kind of voluntarily. Yeah, know. not not under compulsion. Mm-hmm. He should make his family a priority. This is the eagerness. Yeah. He should have the eagerness to go do this. And he should be a model of integrity. And because again, this is the example that's set before him. Certainly he should tell the members of family that he loves them. Um, and, and he has an interesting uh, application that he, that he includes with this. He encourages people to, um, husbands or fathers to read Psalm 23 uh, and substitute your name instead of the place of the shepherd. Mm. So everywhere it says shepherd, put your name in when you read that. And then if there's any hitch or hiccup of saying, Oh, I didn't, I didn't like reading that with my name because it didn't, I don't know if it's true. I don't do that. Yeah. Then that's what you need to probably pray to the spirit to continue to 
conform you into the likeness of his son yeah. by working on that one thing. I mean, five three, um, which I was surprised wasn't like directly one of his uh, charges. The um, not dominant, not, not domineering over those in your charge. Like that sounds like the way I can be as a dad. Yeah, sometimes I've, yeah. it's a lot of that insecurity. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've got to Im- impose my will or they're not going to listen to me or the easy way. The easy I, way. I think it's the, for me, I, I think it's, I'm more tempted to do that because it's just easy. Like yeah. this is the, e- even at the sense of like how we were, we were making a joke earlier and after staff meeting about the go talk to your mom phrase as mm. like, eh, it's just a good way to get out of your <laughs> responsibility. Eh, just talk to your this, mom. That's at, the polite way. Of, like I, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. It was from the comment that Jared made um, when praying about we we it was, again part of staff meeting. We do staff prayer requests, and so when he was praying, he was thanking God for being a God who always listens to His children. Yeah. And the joke was after of like, man, again, <laughs> I love my, I, I love my kids, and I don't want to <laughs> listen to them all the time. Like, can you imagine <laughs> the slowness and the yeah. faithfulness and the the fact that God is excited to listen to us when yeah. it's like, no, my kids, my kids come up with some crazy things and want to talk to me. And I'm like, no, 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 go talk to your mom. Yeah. <laughs> go ask your mom. But again, that probably in, in levity of probably a deeper sin nature inside of me, but related to this, I think, yeah, the, it's just easier when it's like, I don't have to explain myself. Yeah. I don't have to teach you anything. I don't have to do, you need to obey because I'm dead. And so it's just that temptation and and my girls get it, which yeah. is also the thing. It was like sometimes it really works, and so, um, but it it leaves them with I think an in, incomplete picture. Sure. And so it's not that that's wrong that they do need to obey because I'm dad, but there's also more more put on me as dad. Yeah. Then really we want to gra- grapple mm-hmm. with sometimes. Mm-hmm. For sure. See, and we thought we were just going to talk about. One wheels and motorcycles this whole time. <laughs> we didn't we didn't mention one wheels or motorcycle the entire time. Until now. Until now. If you want to talk about those sometime, just come find us because I think both of us would be willing to do that. Um, I'm super excited for Bob to come. I'm super excited yep. to hear what he uh, is going to bring from the, these words um, that God has ordained to, for us to listen to. Yeah. Be encouraged. Not blessed. <laughs> Be blessed too.